This is Everett Wexler of Vintage Annals Archive. I am really excited uh, about today. I've been working on this episode for about six months, and you could say going further back if you listen to the story. Uh, it took me about seven years to try to make contact with the family and offer a um, Instagram of Arlene's work because I, I post a lot of it at our Instagram, Vintage Annals Archive Instagram, and I never knew how to tag anybody. There's no one ever to tag, so I reached out to her, I reached out to her brother, and didn't really hear back, and then through getting friendly with Meryl, got to talk to, got to introduce to Karen, who's Arlene's sister, and that was a really big thing. Um, so we're gonna hear from her, um, Arlene and uh, Gilbert's sister, still is. Um, Meryl Meisler and another photographer friend who introduced me made a connection uh, to for me to get involved with this project. Um, we're also going to hear from Daniel Cuny, who was the, you know at a certain point, well, mostly uh, was the only person to be doing any shows uh, for Karen's work. This was years and years ago. Karen passed away around 2016, so it was way before that. Uh, but he was the first major gallery to really understand her brilliance. And then we talked to Daniel Power, who Powerhouse Books put out uh, three of her books. And wouldn't get into that. And then we briefly talked to Jamal Shabazz, um, who knew, knew Arlene to a certain extent. Um, it seems like back then when I talked to more photographers in New York City in the 70s and 80s, they kind of all knew each other and have nothing but good things to say about each other. So enjoy. Uh, thank you so much. And then sh please add our page, um, Arlene Gottfried Legacy Project. It's uh, over um, on its own. I run it through Vintage Daniels Archive, but please check it out. There's a On our website, there's a page dedicated to that. We'll give you more information. The goal was to work on a longer piece here, a longer radio piece, and then try to take all, all, take all that stuff and then go into... Um, a future documentary at some point or maybe something else based on her life i'm not sure but we're just feeling it out but there's a story there that i think you'll really enjoy so thanks everybody who talked to me today this is a pleasure again and please enjoy i was having a show in west beth where she lived and she um i asked her if she would sing and yeah. she volunteered her brother, at one point before he got married, he lived in the building behind me where I live in Penn South, this community. Yeah. I would see see that, you know, it's like yeah. our lives are interweaved. I've, I think that's uh, what I love about Arlene is that, you know, it was, you know, a lot of people who have one focus don't do other stuff. It was like, she's like, she, you know, it seemed equally important that she was a singer. She was in that, she was in a choir. She had that connection yeah. to the church that she beautiful made. Beautiful voice. Oh. And I've heard her sing. She's got a beautiful voice. Oh, yeah. I mean, beautiful. Beautiful. Oh, what a voice. And what I feel voice. like when you, like, if you think about music, because a lot of the music I think we first hear is in, is in synagogue or in church, that it's like, I look at someone who sings as, as praying. 
Yeah, yeah, no. Even, she, if, they're, not, even if they're singing a James Taylor song, it's they're they're praying. One of my one of my favorite descriptions of praying is the act of going to sleep. The act of going to sleep is a prayer because you're trusting you're going to wake up the next day. And I love that this like idea that part the fireworks book. Oh yeah, Bacaliados and fireworks. Yeah. I try to say that, but it never comes out. But I uh -huh. that book just blew me away. Like I I I I, I was flabbergasted. Um, essentially at the book, uh, the, some of the images, I mean, they were just so pure and raw and like the, my favorite one was the TV one. That's that, like, that was the big one that, that was just mm -hmm. like, and I, it, it's funny. I took like, um, it took a long time for me to realize I thought the cars were moving. I was like, how are they oh. <laughs> cars moving with it being powered? And I realized they just had plugged it in and I was like, Oh, right. right. But you know, her work, like, Okay, yeah, I've, I've looked, I, I wasn't following you, but I've looked at it, yeah. Um, and so like, in this, so basically like, in this page too, like, so I, I noticed through Instagram, like that she didn't really have much of a, she didn't have, I couldn't find any account that had her in it. Right. And I, while I was like such a fan of her work, I was doing this stuff, I realized I had a bit of, I mean, this, this page has grown like a lot bigger since then, but you know, I had, I had some of a following and I was like, I was like, I wanted to ask permission of someone in the family if I could create a fan account, essentially. And I didn't feel right doing it if I didn't get permission. It felt wrong to have an account based on her name right. without having permission from the family. Even though it was a fan page, it still felt like, I, I would feel kind of weird if somebody made a fan page for me without ever asking me or calling me about it. Yeah. I might, you know. So at some point, and, I, and the idea is I just, I wanted to um, essentially post through here, but in the attempt to then build that page. So I was going to use this network to post about her work and attempt to, you know, kind of, uh, I don't know, like, you know, kind of, we'll say fiscally sponsor it until it could do its own thing. Uh -huh. um, and when I've posted her images on my page, they've gotten like huge responses. Like I, I would, I would go through and show you, but it's like probably a year. I mean, I, I posted her, a set of her work every like, probably once a year for like uh -huh. six, seven years. I can't, you can find them if you want. I, I there's 14,000 images here. Like I, mm -hmm. but they've always gotten like a thousand, 700. Like it's always been a huge response. And so I wrote, so at some point I wrote to her and I, and, and um, the timeline's a little, a little fuzzy, maybe seven years ago. Um, she didn't, you know, I didn't hear back. I wrote to her, I emailed her at her, at her, I think she was probably sick at this point. I'm not really sure the, the time frame. Um, I didn't know, I didn't know she had passed until I talked. So I got, so in this time frame as well, I got friendly with Merrill. Um, I didn't know they had a connection until it, it kind of came up. And then I, I didn't know, I didn't, I only found out that, um, Arlene had passed through Merrill. And so even so, so while reaching out to people, I, I reached out to, I wrote to uh, her brother, I wrote to, you know, um, Gilbert and was like, Hey, I just want to do this thing. And I didn't really know, like, I don't think I wrote to you because I think at that point I'd already kind of been like, I don't know. I mean, I keep offering this thing, but it's not really happening. Mm -hmm. And I, um, I, I one of, so we're, so we started, so that's all happening. So, I mean, I've been trying to do this thing for like literally five or six years and mm -hmm. just not really figuring out how to do it because, you know, I'm, I'm not really well known. Like people don't, and I don't know how to get in touch with people like Gilbert Garfield's a busy person, you know? So, when I found out Merrill, like, you know, I, I was very attracted to Merrill's work as well. Merrill, Merrill, like, I met Merrill through doing this page and uh -huh. we become friends over the six or seven years because 
she's like very appreciative. So she thanked me. And then we, you know, and then I, I, because I'm a photographer as well, and I like her work, I've been asking her to, you know, help me out, like, you know, a little loose mentoring. I asked her to be my teacher because she's, she's, I'm a teacher as well. So like our, our worlds are very parallel. She, you know, I, I'm, I'm basically working at a school and my goal is to, is to work at the school mainly so I can take photos of it for 20 years. So like, you know, and, and hearing, and I've listened, I've gone to a lot of Meryl's lectures, like hearing her talk about it, like we're just on, you know, we're, I feel, I feel kind of cosmically linked to, to Meryl if I can, you know, but also like as Jews, you know, I feel like I'm Jewish and I, you know, I feel like there's a, you know, are you, are you in the tribe? No. It's okay. You, you know, you have, the, you, I thought you were, you have, some people just have a Jewish energy, which <laughs> just means you're a warm person. Um, you seem like, but you could be an asshole. We'll find that in a, in a little while. You seem like a, a warm person. I, I don't think you'd be working with, you'd be, you'd be caretaking her work without having, having that. So after the end of our interview with Meryl, I was like, I don't know. I mentioned, um, I, I just, I, I somehow came up and I was like, and I think I, it's funny. I'd asked Meryl a while ago to help me with this. And then I think she, like, after I think, because her and I talked kind of deeply we, for two hours, I think she, finally she realized like, okay, like he's, he's earned his way here. I can give. So, mm-hmm. so like with talking to Meryl, in 10 minutes, I got done what it took me six years to, to figure out. Right. <laughs> when I talked to so she gave me Karen's number. She gave me um, two of her friends number. I don't know. You might not, uh, Bonnie and Jane. I don't know if these people mean anything to you, but they're two good friends of Merrill. Okay. And I'm, I'm, and I'm, so I'm, del- and I'm also in this process. I'm, I'm, this is why you're here. I'm doing a podcast about, about Arlene. Um, mm-hmm. This essentially is is a storytelling podcast, so it's more about, you know, a little bit of background to give people context, and then it's more like, can you pick certain images and share? So, and we'll get into that in a second. I don't want to take too much time, but before we do that, I want to ask you. When I talked to Karen, she said it was okay with her if I did this page, but she recommended that talking to you about it. Okay. So I, I mean, like, I, you know, pre- like. You know, if I, if she gives me permission, I don't. I can find images online. I don't necessarily need to get permission. But I feel like if I want to make this a fan experience, so since you have control of the work, right? If you're okay sharing, but I also make it very clear, like I'm not. I'm not in the business. I'm not looking to yeah. own anything. I'm not looking to try to take it. I'm, I feel like there's a lot of people that are kind of scumbags in this world that are like come in and you have to, you know. But because it's like I, I'm in Meryl's world, she feels like I'm safe enough to do this. But I also want to be clear, like that. I, even if I, even if you're like, well, why don't you just like do this and you can own some stuff? Like I, I can't even, can't even think it out. That I, I'm like, I don't, I don't want to. I know that if I'm the business of it, stops a lot of good art and makes it like not work. And I don't. I, I'm just doing this. I'm doing this really as like a legacy project. So right, right. I'm like wanting to, you know, before Arlene passed, I wanted to just honor the work now. But now it's legacy, and I'm also doing a legacy project for Meryl because she's not going to be here in 40 years. And I know, like, I can't promise her that I have enough money to build a museum, but I can promise her, like, that I will do right. I have an audience. I can see it being bigger. I will do right by sharing your story and your images. And I know I, and all I want to do is that with Arlene. Mm-hmm. So if you want to be involved with that i mean we could you know i we could do this together like it's i don't i don't want to get you but like I, I, if i'm bringing you into it or karen like i'm going to follow your rules i'm going to tell you like yeah. what i can do i'm thinking about like i don't know how to do, i don't know how to framework i don't know if i should do like one image a day or a few 
But really what I'm interested in doing is sharing the stories. I don't want to just share the images without this, because I feel like the reason I love her work is because in the beginning of them, there's all this story about this thing. Like that's what having the story in there, even though it's, you know, I've been thinking about doing books where it's a story per image, kind of like humans of New York kind of thing. But even the context, and then again, the other piece of it, what I love about Meryl and Arlene is that even though Arlene was a commercial photographer, she did her own work. She built an archive. Meryl was a teacher. She got, you know, she got, she did photography, some of it for pay, some of it for projects, but she had an archive. So we have a Dan O'Cooney here, he, Dan O'Cooney Gallery. He, in his work, he has represented the work of Arlene Godfrey, which is why we're speaking. Um, Dan, I want to kind of get, I want to kind of get into uh, how, how you found her work, how you built a relationship with her, or, you know, I'm not sure how you got there, but I just want to find out what, what, what brought you into the Mer into Arlene's world? Um, well, I was initially um, introduced to Arlene and Arlene's work uh, through a mutual friend named Paul Mopley, who is a, um, photography editor at Time Magazine. And he is a longtime supporter and friend of Arlene's. And um, I've also known Paul for, I don't know, 20 years or something. And um, so Paul, you know, asked me if um, I would like to meet with her. And um, I did know of Arlene, like very peripherally, but I really didn't know her at all. Okay. Um, so I, um, you know, I agreed to meet with her. We set up an appointment and, uh, this is probably like, I don't know, maybe eight or nine years ago. And, um, I know, I don't think you ever met Arlene, but she was a fairly no. kind of petite woman and, uh, she showed up, uh, you know, she walked in the door of the gallery and she was, I think it was like winter-ish, winter, I was, it wasn't like the dead of winter, but it was, you know, cold. And she had like a heavy jacket on and she was pulling a suitcase. Um, and I kind of thought, well, this is interesting. And, um, you know, she came in and she opened the suitcase and she had just like uh, Kodak boxes of her prints, which, uh, and her books. Uh, which I immediately loved because, you know, when you meet with like a, a younger photographer, I don't, I don't know if younger is the right word, but if you meet with people that are more accustomed to networking, you know, photographers always want to present their work in like leather bound portfolios that have like their right. initials engraved. And I hate that. I just think it's the most like inauthentic way. So to would you say it's a, you know, she's taking more of a DIY kind of approach? Yeah, to... well, just more of an authentic way of doing okay. it. You know, she's not so worried about the presentation. Right. It's her work, you know, she yeah. was letting her work speak. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which for me is, is an indicator that, that, that we have something good going here. Um, yeah. And so, you know, she had just all these like bright yellow Kodak boxes in her suitcase. And, you know, we took them out and we're looking at them. And I have to say, I was really, really shocked. I mean, I just, she, you know, Arlene was a very quiet person. She was really very shy. Um, you know, I could tell she was a little nervous meeting me, which was you know, I thought very endearing being that I was like, you know, at least 20 years younger than her and she had far more experience than I ever had. Right. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, I could tell she was a little nervous. Um, 
uh, and you know, it just, I was really, it was kind of like, you know, if you're, you're expecting somebody to whisper and then they shout in your ear, you know, it's you. like, oh, wow. Um, because her work is just so strong and it was so wonderful. It's very and so brave, kind of, it's very honest. Yeah, yeah. And it's very straightforward. You know, she's always photographing people straight on, looking them in the eye. Um, so we had a really nice meeting and, um, uh, you know, we like said goodbye. And then I called, um, you know, I mean, literally within like a half an hour, I called Paul and I said, like, what am I missing here? You know, because I just, I was like, why isn't she showing her work anywhere? Like, it just, like, is this something? Because I, I fell in love with her work and I really liked her. And I just thought, well, what, she must be selling the work herself or she must be, you know, exhibiting in, in a place I don't know about. Has she not had a, any shows in, the, in New York? Or has she, has she, has no, I mean, she's been included in shows, but she never had, never had, her had own. it. No, no, no. She never had You're like the first person that did her, her solo show? The main... Yes. Holy yeah. shit. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, it's certainly in a commercial gallery. It's possible she had some one person shows at like, you know, small, not, I don't know. Maybe she did, maybe she did. You're but, wondering why, you're wondering why this, like, you know, if we're talking about bands, why this guitar player isn't famous yet. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, she was really, I mean, her work was really powerful. I mean, yeah. I felt like here she's like this powerhouse and I just assumed that I had missed it. Like I, you know, yeah. she must've been getting right written up and I just didn't know about it. Um, and Paul said, no, you know, it, damn, like, she has not shown her work. People don't really know her work. I let mean, me ask, time, me she did have a couple of books published at this time, right. but you know, they just, I don't know what happened. They, she, they did her books, are her books well known in the art world or not so much? Not really, no. Shame. I mean, yeah. And um, so, you know, I offered her a, a show. I, I emailed her and I said, you know, I'd love to collaborate with you on a show. Of, of the sometimes overwhelming work, which is her black and white sweet. Oh, you're so. Let me ask a question. So I know you did a show in Midnight, right? Did, is this your second? Did, was that your second show with her? You've done five shows. You've done five shows. Yeah, oh, yeah. So, um, you've been, so you've been her main. So you're you've been her. I didn't. You've been the main. You've been her main art dealer essentially, or art, or yeah. whatever you want to call it. Like yeah. And you've done yeah. one on. So you've done one on each book, essentially, or, or not? Or... No, we did Sometimes Overwhelming, and then we did Bacaliatos while she was still alive. And then after she passed away, we did kind of a retrospective. I mean, okay. I, I don't know. It, I don't know what to call it, but we called it... Um, uh, um, I, I get the idea. It's, a, it's her greatest. It's her greatest hits album. Yeah, her greatest hits, but <laughs> also with like unknown. You know, a lot of unknown right. stuff. Um, okay. It was kind of an overview, and okay. then we did a show called After Dark, which was all of her nighttime nightclub. Holy shit! Nighttime street photography. Does, let me ask and, you a question. Um, does that work parallel in your knowledge of Meryl's work at all or not something? I mean, was that- Yeah, I mean, definitely Meryl did a lot of that nighttime work too. And, you know, Meryl actually has photographs of Arlene yes. in the big clubs. Oh, I, yeah. I, I don't think I've ever seen pictures of Meryl in Arlene's work, but I right. wouldn't be surprised to, to find- probably somewhere. I mean, they, I mean yeah. so let me ask you a question. In terms of Arlene's work, 
how much of it exists? How much of it is, There's how much, lot. how much stuff that, like, if, if we were talking numbers, how many photos are out that are in, her, in her archive that we haven't ever seen? You mean actual prints? Uh, negatives, I mean, the, the, you know, the, the, oh, the, there's like tens of thousands. Holy shit. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, there's enough for like a major museum exhibition yeah. or I, a really, I mean, I would love to, you know, work on a real, like a thorough book of her yeah. work that would include, you know, 300 or 400 images and okay um i don't I, i'm because we are limited on time i'm gonna is it okay if i direct you a little bit here yeah of course um the last show you did was midnight right yes right so my you know to me like the, you know to me what i love about midnight is it seems like it was made i mean she took this photos for 25 years right I, I don't believe she decided i'm going to do a book on midnight and then shot for 25 years although she may have that's possible no. it seemed like she realized that she had a story there um and she wanted to tell it so what what i want to ask for you is what attracted to you you know i i, I want a little background on that book but what attracted you to that particular book and as a gallery show to midnight um well, you know, at this point I had done four shows of Arlene's work and, you know, by far her black and white street photography is the most, you know, popular. Like if I do a show of her black and white work, we'll get press, we'll sell, okay. It'll, you know, it's a very successful show. But nice. she did, you know, this Midnight work, one, Midnight was a very important person in Arlene's life, not just, you know, for a couple of years, but for a long term, you know. Can you tell me more while we're talking, can you tell me more about that connection? Can you tell me what, what they were to each other while you're, while you're sharing? Well, that? they were, you know, they were, they had a deep connection, you know, I mean, they were lovers, they were friends, they were, um, you know, would spend sort of intense time together and then be apart for a few years. Um, you know, I think towards the end of Arlene's life, they were not in touch very much, but I think they occasionally would talk on the phone. Um, I mean, you know, Arlene, I mean, uh, sorry, Midnight admitted, you know, as he would admit, as he, as it's written in Arlene's book, you know, he has serious um, mental problems, emotional problems. And so, you know, it's hard to maintain a relationship. Yes. Uh, so, um, so yeah, but you know, I mean, Midnight came to the gallery, he saw the show, he actually came twice. Um, and- he's, he's Midnight's still alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He lives anybody up... in old pictures is, is now gone. No, no, no. He lives in Hell's Kitchen. What is, um, what is, okay. So, what yeah. is, um, so I'm sorry. What is, what is, what is like, what is, did he, did you talk to him about his, like his response to this book or his response to the show? What is, what is, yeah. what, are, what are his feelings about being, being the, the main subject of this? He was incredibly sweet and, um, you know, you could, talking to him, I mean, it was just sort of written on his face, like how much he loved Arlene, you know, it was just like, and he was, it was really like, almost like you and I might flip through a photo album from long ago, you know, like he was just, and he was yeah. sharing with me, like what each photograph, where he was, what he was doing in his life, like what, you know, he would say like, God, I was really hungry in that picture and Arlene took me in and fed me. Or, you know, that was a really great time. We used to have fun going out and dancing and that kind of stuff. 
you know, he was just sort of reliving it, but also with like this real fondness for Arlene and for his time with her. Let me ask you another question. So, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm a documentary photographer and I, I think about this stuff like, I guess I'm asking you to experience, is there, is there a photo that you've known of her work that you kind of, just by looking at it, kind of made your own story up and was the actual story anywhere near there? I want to kind of compare the idea of like, you see a photo, like I have, you know, I look at those midnight photos and I kind of imagine things, but you know, without the story, I don't really know. And I think what's tricky about that, maybe I don't, maybe that's the power of photography, but then I'm also curious on like, I think it's interesting to then actually find out the story and see if what I imagined, just like you're telling me a story about Arlene and you're like, I thought she'd be this and she was that. Like, I think there's this, 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 you know, is there one of her images that you can talk about that like, or a few that did that for you? Or is that kind of too weird of a question? Um, No, it's not weird. But while we're talking, I'm just on my phone looking up my website and looking at I oh, take your time. Some picture. <laughs> this whole this whole uh, podcast is like we're not trying to make it super polished. So yeah, me, like, yeah. Having you do this um, is part of, is but, part you of know, the. You know, I will say, like, I think the general, just in general, not specifically about our lead, but in general, um, you know, I think the stories that we come up with, that we as viewers come up with, are often much more romantic. <laughs> and more interesting than the stories that are actually happening. Um, but yeah. yeah. Have you ever like asked someone, you're like, hey, so in this picture, it looks like, you know, this represents the time frame of history. And then they're, you know, right. and, and love between men and women. And, and they're just like, oh, this is the guy that I saw walking past in the park. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's often, <laughs> that's usually what happens. Um, okay. So, so I've got the picture that I love the most. Um, can you, um, but, is there any way, can, uh, can you use, here it's okay so it's from Bacaliato's is that um, okay and yeah. it's called Amores and it's from Bacaliato's and Fireworks it's also part of her heroin series is that is midnight in that picture or no no that's not midnight okay um, okay but, I can't tell from here but okay um here there's a reflection uh why, why is that image speak to you um you know, I just think it's an incredibly sweet picture. I think, um, you know, there's some androgyny or maybe this person is trans. I'm not quite okay. sure. Um, but it's, um, you know, a, a picture between people who seem to be kind of down and out. And yeah. because, you know, I also know that this is, this is a, this picture is also a part of the, of her heroin work. Um, heroin work? Yeah, she she photographed these heroin dens, um, okay. which people don't know about. But um, I did not know about that. And um, you know, I think that there are people that are they seem to be kind of down and out. And I don't want to make total assumptions, but I think that they are. And um, okay. you know, I think it's just an incredibly touching, tender moment. And I think it really speaks to Arlene's ability to witness these moments without being threatening because that's truly you know a, it's not a, it's it's almost a skill but it's not a skill you can learn it's just a skill that is inherent to well, who Arlene was when right. she was at her best it's also you know? it's weird I thought about this a lot it's also a question of consent like Meryl I talked you know Meryl's whole thing is like she doesn't want to take pictures of people that are down and out I don't want to either but there's time, but but it's about consent. So there's times that like, 
I've one of my favorite pictures I've taken was a guy who was definitely not doing well, but he had, you know, he's up, he's around. He's like, can you take my photo? I'm not going to not take his photo. If he's asking me, I'm not going to be judge him by being like, well, he's down now. I can't share it. If he's rational and he's asking for it, I feel like it's, it would be mean to not give him that gift. Um, but right. I think, you know, I think it, you can tell when the image is exploitative. Um, do you feel like she's doing this stuff and she's taking care of these people in some way? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, Arlene's, you know, what really makes her one of, I mean, I, I personally, I think that Arlene is the best uh, photographer of her generation. I mean, she, is, I, she is my... She is my touch. She's my Elvis. She is my favorite yeah. photographer. No, I think that by far she's the best photographer of that generation yeah. of street photographers, documentary photographers. Oh, yeah. But um, I think what's happening, like in this photograph, is first of all, they're both looking at her. You know, she's not taking the picture on the sly. I mean, she's right. not like, right. you know, taking it from across the street. She's there. You know, Arlene is um, always in her work. You can see her compassion and her sense of humanity and you know i don't think it's a picture that shows i mean i think it shows human the strength of humanity it doesn't show weakness right you know? um you, and, are, you comfortable, are you comfortable making up a story for a minute of what just making it up based on you know, based on the I reading of that i photo. mean i think she probably came across this couple um, you know, I mean, it, there's really no context of the photograph. I mean, it kind of looks like they're leaning up against like an office building or something. You know, it's not like, it doesn't look like a, a neighborhood like the Lower East Side. They don't, they, don't they, be, they don't look like they belong in that photo. Yeah, I know. It's really, it's such a touching image. I mean, it obviously, to me, it looks like a romantic relationship and it looks like, um, you know, he looks, the, the man looks very protective and loving and, um, you know, there's a definitely like a sexual tension in the, in the image. Yes. Um, and like, they're kind of, you know, they're both facing her and I feel like they're kind of sharing that moment with her in a way, you know, instead of like, uh, like, you know, if I was with my partner on the street having a moment and somebody walked up with a camera, I think I might be taken back, but they look actually very comfortable with her, kind of approaching her. Which, do, you, do you, um, you have a, what's your time frame? You got about another 10 minutes or do you have less than yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, 10 minutes, sure. Um, what, what, what do you think, in, in knowing her work, I mean, I feel like honestly talking to you, I didn't, I don't think I realized that nobody really, I don't think there's anybody else except for her family that might understand, well, there's no one else that probably understands her work like you do because no one else is representing right. it in the way you are. Yeah. Um, what are, if I were to ask you, like, what are some, I don't know, what are some other images? I'd like you to pick three images if you can that, that have the most meaning. You don't have to necessarily show them. We can plug it in later, but what are the three images like that, you know, that, and, and, and again, it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to be our whole world, but what are the three images that, that speak to you? I know sometimes probably the same image speaks one day and then it doesn't, like yeah. in, this, in in yeah. in your in your memory now, what are like what are a few images that speak that say that speak the most about who she was and her work, to, according to you, who's gotten to know it a lot? Yeah, I mean that That's is a an easy really question. challenging question. 
<laughs> but let me How see. about one? Let's just I do mean, one. There, there's so, I mean, the problem is there's so many, you know, it's not like. It doesn't like, have to be, it doesn't, I'm not, like, and this is not um, the, it's not the Desert there's, Island you know, record question. This is yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I understand. Moment. You know what? There's this picture that I really love of Arlene's. Um, I'll hold it up for you so you can see it at least. Sure. But, you know, again, it's another image um, that, you know, it's a, it's a woman who is on roller skates, Amazing. but she's, I don't know if she's fallen or if she's just sitting and hasn't gotten up yet. I don't know exactly. But, you know, she's a, she's a heavy set woman. She's on what looked to be brand new roller skates because they're shiny and leather. And, you know, she has this sort of blonde dye job and she's, um, you know, she's, she's sitting on the ground and like, but she's smiling and she's robust. It's, it's very much like that Lisette Modell photograph of the woman on the beach. Um, I don't know. I don't, oh, of, yeah, oh there's like a, a Lisette Modell photo. It's on the cover of her book. It's, okay. You know, it's like, it, it's a very, sorry. but this photograph by Arlene, you know, it's very touching and it's very tender. And it, the woman seems to be just like having a really joyful happy time. Um, and I think it's a good example of Arlene's work just because I think somebody else would have photographed this woman and made her look um, scary or kind of maybe like made fun of her because okay. she's actually, I mean, the woman again is in kind of a vulnerable position being that she's like, you know, she's on the ground, she can't get up or whatever. Um, but Arlene's sort of sharing her joy with her. You know, she's not making fun of her. She's right. Playing, you know, she's there with her. Like and she's. It, I feel like that's the, sorry. And I mean, there's a no, fine line. There's a lot of artists who I know who make these images, but other people read them as exploitative. Right. And right. it's tricky when you're, and it's tricky when you know that that's possible, where you have to kind of watch what you do, but that also ruins the work. Yeah, but I don't think Arlene had to really watch what she was doing. Okay. Her intention was never to be critical. You know, she right. just didn't, she just wasn't that kind of person. I'm just saying, I, I, I feel like in, in, in knowing work, like I feel like I have to watch, at least for me, some images that I know are pure, but I feel like if, if someone's going to read them as exploitative based on their own conception. Yeah, yeah. People can attack people for that, and I, and I don't know. If, uh, yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying, but I just think that you I know. I don't think Arlene was doing that. I'm just saying it, it's, a, no, it's a world we no. live in, unfortunately. I mean, it actually it kind of makes me crazy because sometimes people uh, will come in and they'll say, "Oh, she's like Diane Arbus," and I think Arlene is nothing like Diane Arbus. <laughs> I think she's like completely nothing at all like Diane. I think every, I mean, you know, I mean, I, I know enough about photography history to know that like the show, it's her and uh, the three other, it's a New York show, the famous one where um, it was three, it was uh, Gary Winograd, Arbus, and there's, and I can't think of the other person. I don't know. I it's, don't it's, know. A, it's, it's, a, it's a seminal moment in documentary history where they had it uh -huh. in New York, 70, whatever, 60, whatever. And I, uh -huh. I can, I, here, uh, I'll, I'll show you later, but um. I think everybody compares everybody to Dar Diana Arbus. Right. Yeah. yeah. She's it's, the mother of modern documentary yeah, photography. Wasn't Lisette Modell also uh, Diane's teacher? Or am I making I that believe up? that is, I believe that's true. Yeah. It's, um, interesting. it's interesting that you're, you know, while you're saying she's not this, you're also explaining that this picture of hers looks like Lisette's, Lisette's photo. So it's a, right. weird, it's, it, it's, right. you know, it's a weird conversation. 
Well, um, I mean, that photograph of Lizette Modell is very similar because it is, you know, it's it's a woman that's like very robust and and yeah. joyful in the moment. Nice. You know, there's also there's another photograph that Arlene took of Rick James where he's oh, sort shit. of like in the lobby or parking lot or something of like a hotel. Is that one and, available? Uh, yeah, here. Um, and and there's these two women that are like in fur coats and they're just looking at him like, who the hell are you, you know? And yeah. I mean, it's just, it's like, a, it's hilarious. I mean, the picture have is you, just really funny. Have you ever thought about doing a show of Arlene's work that is more like historical images, like more, rock, you know, the rock and roll stuff, the famous people, have you ever thought about doing that? I mean, I don't think there are enough. You know, she photographed Diana Ross, she photographed Rick James. Um, is there enough I, for, are there enough for a book or just I not a show? I don't think so. Okay. I don't, I mean, she did photograph some famous people, but I don't, I don't think there's enough of them. Are there enough of you to put together 10 images for a post on my page? Uh, probably, maybe not 10, definitely five. Well, whatever. I, yeah. I feel like, you know, again, like for better or worse, when you show pictures of people that are well known, it, it gives an audience. Oh, and totally. Like, yeah, also, yeah, yeah. I, I like to show these people in like in the raw because, you know, the same if they hired a star for Rick James to take, you know, promo shots, they're going to be very formal and not full of life. And right. That's right. the power of documentary photography. Um, I'm going to yeah. we're going to go on in a minute. I want to just ask you one thing on. I don't know what I don't know other work you're showing, but is your gallery kind of based on documentary photography? No. Um, basically, I show artists that are not shown at other galleries um, for whatever reason. Or, um, or sometimes I show artists. So I show a lot of artists like Arlene. Like when I started with her, people did not know her work. Um, you know, she was an amazing photographer. She had been working her whole life. And, um, but I was really the first commercial gallery to, to work with her. Um, so I have a, a, a quite a few artists that would fit into that category. Then I also have some artists that um, are well known in a certain area, like uh, Richard Haynes, for example, or Doug Meyer. Richard is a well-known fashion illustrator. Doug is a well-known uh, designer of fabrics and ceram um, tiles and that kind of thing. Um, but they're both fine artists. And so are you I making, know, well, it's a big, the question I really want to ask, are you making these choices based on the same authenticity you saw in Arlene's work? Are you trying to pr promote real, like people that are, are authentic? Is that a, is that a, yes. is that a theme yeah, of your gallery? I think that's a good, that's a perfect way to say it. I actually, I have a show coming up that opens on September 15th by a woman named Jamie Diaz. And okay. Jamie is a transgender woman who's 64 years old. She is serving a life sentence in a men's Holy prison shit. in Texas. And what day is, what, what day is uh, that? September 15th. That's on a... It's a what, Thursday. How long yeah. is that show gonna be open for? At the open, the uh, opening? That's a, that goes until October 29th. The opening is on the, on the, four, on the four, 15th? On the 15th, September 15th. And, um, okay. you know, uh, Jamie is probably the most true artist I've ever met in my life. You know, she okay. is untrained. Uh, she, you know, she took some classes in high school. She's been in prison for 27 years, almost 28 years. 
and she makes art almost every day nice. you know <laughs> and um, and so to me you know if someone can be in the situation that she's in yeah and still get up in the morning and so let's go back to you know we we talked about uh your sister's childhood just want to kind of mm -hmm. hear a few stories let's focus more on stories if we can i think that'll be the strength of this mm -hmm. next half hour of kind of mm -hmm. focusing on detailed stories if you're okay to share those um let's go back to just you know you as kids the kind of stuff you all did is, is you know either you and karen or, or you um karen and gilbert like just you know what was it what was it like what was what was the world of new york like for you all as, as as kids or teens and what did you like to do what was what was exciting well you know um I, I think I think uh, you already know that we uh, grew up over there. We were born in Coney Island and then grew up in Crown Heights, which was a very bad area, a lot of drugs and so on. Um, but we lived there for 13 years. Okay. And, um, you know, Arlene, Arlene was getting into her teens. She was like three years older. So she, she had her friends and she used to, one, you know, she used to go to the, uh, they called it, you might not know this, Murray the K, um, you could you could Google it. He used to do rock shows like the, in Brooklyn. Oh, nice, okay. So she went to some of those with her friends. Uh, we were a little younger, so we were not doing that. But it was an interesting time, you know, uh, Motown was very, very big then. I'm just saying in terms of what we listened to and yeah. things like that. But I was saying earlier, uh, because uh, Gilbert and I were a little younger, that we made these trips over to the Brooklyn Botanic Garden with our grandmother. Nice. And we did that like periodically. You were pretty but, close to your grandparents? Yeah, nice. but my, my grandmother lived a very long time. So we, we, and she liked, she loved the garden. So that's when we started making these trips and they were to me just magical magical i mean everybody was getting along and we were just walking and enjoying the it was you know the things can be very simple in life if you're around people that you really love and that's yeah. how it was but um, again i i know i mentioned earlier i would really love to see you know these conversations i'm having about getting Gilbert's name added to the celebrity path in uh, the Brooklyn Botanic Garden that that let's talk about that's I want you to talk about that because the good thing about a podcast is it'll be spread so hopefully with that information out there maybe maybe it might be easier to happen so tell me tell me what you know tell me about that what why do you want you know what yeah tell me about why it's important to you or was important to him and the family and and what you what you're trying to do with it because I would love to like help this happen as well and I feel like that's the power of like having these networks media yeah well um I you know oftentimes I knew that there was that they, there's this little hill there it's always been there next to the Japanese garden and I think they, they do add a name, they do add names, uh, you know, when they, when they want to. And I've been in conversation with the garden and they tell me the property belongs, it uh, was initiated by 
borough president of Brooklyn, of Brooklyn, Marty Markowitz. Of, you know, he's not, that was years back. So I'm in conversations with the current uh, borough president and uh, not, you never actually get him. You get other people speaking for him. And the thing is, you know, I, I really want to talk about, you know, I really want to have a face-to-face -face conversation with someone. You know, today's technology is an email and then they're done with it. I'm not done with it because I, it's a very, very important, uh, it's significant. Well, it's also because, significant to yeah. your, to your, you know, as we're talking about Karen, about, sorry, about Arlene, it's significant to your family. It's not just your brother. It's, yeah. you know, yeah, it, no, you we know, went there. yeah. What were some of what were some what were some stories or some times you that are more memorable when you went there? If you can, if if there's a particular like detailed story that you know, I don't know, maybe some special like birthday or I don't know, you know. Well, you know, one of the things I'm just thinking about, um, you know, because I have little snapshots, you know, little family things. Yeah, I have a picture of Arlene like she was just dancing on the on the, there's this lawn where the cherry trees are. And there was a pic, there's a picture of her doing that. Oh, and nice. Yeah, she was, I'll tell you, she was a good dancer. She was great. And- um, I can I imagine remember, that. I remember there was like this young black girl there and, she, and, and you know, we were, I think one time it was not there, we were all dancing and she, she said, oh, she's good. And I, I said, I looked at her and she was pointing to Arlene, Arlene, she could, you know, she could get into it. She's like, you know, I mean, she danced. Oh, you know, I mean, she could get into it, but she got into their culture. Like she was not uh, making fun of anybody. She was hanging out, you know, she was, or, she, you know, she was uh, into the music and the dance and the other stuff. But, and that carried over, I would say that carried over into her photography where Hey, these, I know these people, we hung out. I'm not, I, you know, and then she would, she would take pictures and they, and they knew she was cool. She was all right. She wasn't, you know. And I know that, you know, I know she had a lot of connections to like Latin, like Latino neighborhoods. Yeah. So tell me Absolutely. about, tell me about that. Absolutely. Like, how did that, how did that come to be? Well, um, I, the, uh, I, I, I think I mentioned the, you know, when we lived on Avenue A, um, right further east was what they called Alphabet City. And that was honestly a very dangerous area. I remember if I rode my bike down to Avenue B, they would be out on the street selling, yelling out lewds and all kinds. They were selling it on the corner and openly and nobody stopped it and it was going on. Um, but she'd walk around that area and yes, it was dangerous. Um, but she, she didn't feel that way. I mean, we grew up in Crown Heights, so she, she, but um, as, as I said, most people were trying to avoid the area, but she took a lot of very, very good photographs there. Well, and, and so. You had said before that, like, you really liked that there was a like, characters and real people um, and that come and she, I feel like that she spent a lot of her time documenting real people and characters. Well, are there any characters or people that you, you know, new in your in the world, your world that you can talk about. Is there anybody, any particular people you run you ran into, or that were neighbors or friends, or in your neighborhood that were just these like really interesting characters? Well, 
You know, I'm thinking about this picture she took. Uh, there was a supermarket uh, where she lived there in uh, near Westbeth. Okay. Western Beef. And I used to see that woman. She was like, an, you know, an elderly woman. She yeah. was kind of hunched over with her hair was very long. And Arlene took a picture of her in Western Beef. And I just thought, oh, there's that woman, you know. Um, so, yeah, she like she was kind of drawn to unusual people. Yeah. And um, honestly, I'm thinking about now um, the she also took pictures up in the Catskills. I got to know them through through searching for the page we do together. And I was like, holy shit, cause that those blew me away. Yeah. You know, the um, the guy, the guy I know, you know. Yeah, the guy who owned the resort was either Peter Hobson, he Peter Hobson and his brother Michael Hobson, but they owned a resort upstate called the Granite. And Arlene was invited up there. And I remember uh, Peter saying, you know, I still keep in touch with a lot of the Brooklyn people. Uh, he said, yeah, Arlene liked taking pictures of old farts. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> Um, I but, think, yeah, yeah. you know, there's something, there's something yeah. about older people. They just have like, you know, in some ways you look at someone who's older and they have like lines in their face, but I feel like in some ways, every line tells a story to a certain extent. Um, yeah, well, you know, that whole world that a lot, those Catskill resorts are gone. Yeah. I don't know if any of them are there, but it was, it's not like it was before. Certainly. Right. And we, we had talked about like, um, you know, documentary photographer in a lot of ways, is an art is a historian and also like an archivist. I mean, I don't know how many photos. Mm. I think I don't know how many we talked before. I think I actually before like how many photos you thought existed, and it's like half a million or something. I mean, it's a big number, and so like you could you know she was she was she was creating this history for future generations. Yeah, well, you know, <clears throat> I just wanted to point out, Richard, yeah. that you know, thanks to your uh, web page on uh, Instagram the vintage archives, I've actually seen a number of pictures that Arlene did that I didn't know she did. So yeah. it's, you know, enlightening for me too. And well, I, I'm, I'm always amazed at seeing, you know, some of her other stuff that I didn't even know existed. And I have to, I have to thank you for trusting me enough to let me do that because it's, it's very important for me. This, her, whatever it is, her work really, her work, changed my life in terms of photography and how I thought about it and how I, you know, and how I got interested more in documentary photography. And I, you know, I feel like, you know, she, I'm Jewish, you're all Jewish. There's a certain sense that I feel like she's an elder of my a Jewish elder that I wanted to take care of. Mm -hmm. And I, and I, you know, so well, I, it's a you. pleasure. Um, I want to talk about, I want to segue a little bit into her other, other things she's into like music. And I know you all, there's a story mm -hmm. about Woodstock. I want to, I know you, you would yeah. tell me, I know you both had gone to Woodstock. I'd love to just hear a little bit about that experience. Cause you know, I mean, it must mm -hmm. have been interesting. Like, you know, we, she was in a lot of ways, your sister was exploring and looking around, but you were also there. So that must've, yeah, that must've influenced how you saw things. I'm just curious about, you know, I don't know. Yeah. But that experience of going to Woodstock with your sister. Well, you know, again, you know, when I think back to the sixties, uh, that was a very amazing decade. And 
you know, Arlene, I don't know. She just said to me one day, she heard about Woodstock and we, she said, we have to go there. And we did. I mean, that was all her idea. And, um, you know, we went there, uh, you know, you had those musical greats, you know, coming out, but it wasn't like on a definite schedule, really. They just, you know, when I, um, then somehow the place got very muddy uh, on the second day. And, you know, there was no food or anything. It was just, you know, how it was. Um, and then uh, there's a movie, Woodstock, and this is the thing that uh, Gilbert and Arlene were like teasing me about for, for years. <laughs> uh, Jimi Hendrix, you know, I mean, yes. you know, phenomenal. Like he had that very electric sound. Um, the friend, you know, his fringes, his whole look. That's that was that psychedelic period of time. Yeah. Um, and then I think I mentioned uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash. And young, that was they would just that was like their first uh, live gig. So they nice. they didn't have their harmonies tightened up uh, yet, but it was it was all good. It was all good. Um, I'll have to recommend a film for you. you. Know. There's a movie called Taking Woodstock that Ang Lee made. Mm -hmm. Very it didn't really mm -hmm. do very well, but it's just the story of Woodstock. I think you'd appreciate it. It's very very authentic. Um, um, I want to talk more about, you know, again, your sister's involved with music and her connection with how she kind of landed on the, the book of the, about the church. And um, I don't know the name, but you could fill, mm -hmm. fill that in if you want. What was, how did that project come well, to be? Well, yeah, I mean, as far as I know that, uh, you know, this was um, uh, Paul Moakley. The, yeah. uh, he works at Time and he, he had hired Arlene for a couple of jobs, but for this particular one, uh, he, I remember him saying that he knew Arlene was into spiritual stuff and uh, he just thought that she'd be right for the job. And um, out of that came to me very, very, when I look at those pictures, I think they're, they're electric. Yeah. They're electric. I mean, I love music and I see that and I can I, I, I can actually hear music when I look at that. But I there the energy is like coming out of the pictures. I, I think that's her gift that she can communicate literally that she can communicate music through an image is, is just shows the depth of her talent. Mm -hmm. That's not easy to do. Yeah. But I, I, I think I mentioned to you privately that I, I once she, Arlene invited me to, um, it was a local, I think they were doing it in the uh, Poets Cafe, somewhere down there in Alphabet City, they were rehearsing. And Arlene invited me. And the thing that I always uh, remember is that, you know, Selwyn Rawls was the choir director. So I just went, I just walked in, you know, I didn't, I was just, you know, coming to look and he, he's, they formed a circle and he's, he took, he said, come in, come into it. And I was like, me, I'm like, you know, but yeah, we all held hands and they, they said a prayer and that they're, they're very, very inclusive like that. If they don't care who you are, they took, they, so they did a prayer and then they go to rehearse and it's hard work, but it's, it's, you know, he was, um, I think Arlene was very, very taken with his talent. And um, 
you know, she also liked him in a personal way. She, you know, she was drawn to his, to him and his energy. And, uh, but I think again, it was the right match. Like Paul seeing that Arlene like was the right person to do that and how that came yeah. about. And I think it speaks to her, you know, like in terms of the, her work, I feel like the strengths of her work is you don't get a sense she's ever judging anybody or she's ever exploiting anybody. You, there's a lot of consent in the in the work. You can tell that there's a, almost that it's a, more of a collaboration between the subject and her. And if she wasn't, and, and 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 the fact that she takes photos of all kinds of different kinds of people and is in all kinds of communities, if you know, I know you were all you're all you know have Jewish parents, and I feel like to be Jewish and to go into a church takes a certain openness already. But I think her strength mm. is her how open she was and non judgmental that she just went into mm. these other worlds that, you know, might have felt weird if, you know, might, other people might have judged her for that, but she didn't care. And I think that's, you know, her, her openness and her, mm-hmm. her openness and her non-judgment of people seem to be her, her real strength in connecting them with other people, at least from like the, looking uh, at the photos. Yeah. No, I'd say, you know, I think we spoke on the phone once and I said, you know, today you put the TV on, you see interracial couples and everything's uh, fine and good. Yeah. But in, in those years, uh, it was different. So Arlene really was accepting of what they called back then, they called minority. She was she was accepting them as friends. She didn't feel that yeah. she was above anybody. And I, and I feel, and, yeah, uh, and I feel like know. other people, other photographers, you know, one of my favorite photos of hers, and I'm not sure what it's called, but it's it's in front of a building um, it's a very handsome black man with a with a woman who's a little a little larger. I don't want to. I don't know how to. Mm, and mm, do you know a photo I'm talking, talking about? I don't want to yeah, say I that, but so. I'm just describing. But that to me, there's something about that image that is actually. I have two favorite images, and that is one of them. I don't know what it is about it. It's such a loving moment, and it's like when you when you when when your sister presents it, it's she's like saying like, "This is just people." Like you, you get that it's not it. You, you get that it's not. I mean, I don't think she was making a political statement. It just these are these people, but it's no. but it's so strong because those images didn't really exist at that point as much. You, you, yeah, you, got, you, know. you got kind yeah. of like you got you know if you put that kind of stuff out there, people would freak out. Yeah, you know this is you know I I honestly when I look at that because I know the the picture you're referring to oh, there's, they're my, like smooching uh, they're like yeah, smooching it's, against it's, the wall I, don't know. I would have not gotten ten feet <laughs> you know within that because I'd feel like that's like you know I'd be afraid to get into that but she was Arlene was uh, you know they did they honestly she for some reason they just knew that she was okay and that. They uh, they they allowed it. And Most of the people just allowed it. It seemed like she saw the love in them, and then reflect and then asked if she could reflect their if she could document it. And you know that's probably why she got to do it because she's it's, it's about it's she's trying to share love. She's trying to you know uh, experience it. I mean when you when you're a happy person mm-hmm. and you see people, um, yeah. Uh, the other the other one. I, and then the, oh, the well the other picture you mentioned earlier was that I the communion that's what that the title was the communion the one of the uh, young girls and the nuns walking in the alphabet city 
Um, you said that you. I love that's the that's the other one that I that think you, those two images. At that point, when I only I only had that first book, that was the image that did it for me. But when I saw the the image, um, the other mm. image, that's the one that kind of took over. I mean, I could it probably changes a lot too. I mean, all her work is stellar, but I don't mm. know. Those are the two that really like got under my skin in a good way. Yeah, that's uh, that one. The communion is a well known one. I mean, you know. Um, I think Daniel Cooney, one of uh, the gallery, uh, you know, who represents Arlene as well as, you know, there are other galleries. He uh, knows uh, something about that picture. But what I, I want, yeah, yeah, just that it was on, again, in the, on Lower East Side and Alphabet City. And it was to see something like that, you know, that's like this holy tradition but they're marching through the streets where there's like a busted up TV and who knows, there was probably a junkie on the other side of the street. Um, you know, that's how it was then. It was, uh, you know, that was, you never knew what you were going to well, find. And I, and I think like the, the, you know, the reason that documentary photographers are my favorite is, you know, I don't think she, I mean, she just came upon that. Just because she, she was just out. Came and, upon that, yeah. and that's, that's where the magic happens when you're exploring and looking around and all of a sudden you're like, um, you see those kind of things. And I've had those moments. I've talked to other photographers that had those moments. And there's something very special when all of a sudden you see this beautiful thing that you weren't even looking for. And then you get to document it. And it's like, holy shit. It makes, you know, it, 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 it makes you feel like it, you celebrate life. There is um, just a shift for a second. Uh, during COVID, uh -huh. I didn't really shoot a lot during COVID. And um, it was, you know, it made me sad that everyone was wearing masks. But there's one day where I, happened to I was walking in the park and there was a couple that were having a baby shower and they let me take some photos and it like mm -hmm. it just uplifted me um because they shared that and it got me through like it, it made me realize even though I wasn't shooting a lot because of COVID I still got to see this beautiful thing and I think that's really what your sister is sharing these beautiful moments with people that are very private but that are universal as well mm -hmm. Yeah, well, you know, when you talk about uh, just like Arlene spoke about being just having waiting for the right moment to take a picture, she often has said that. Uh, one of the pictures that comes to my mind is this was in the mommy book where my grandmother is sitting in Burger King. And Arlene herself said that it was a stroke of luck, too, having you know, what everything came together, the, the lighting, you know, um, just, you know, sometimes you just have, you know, it's like the perfect storm, but in a good way where you have things coming together and it's just, and she knew like when she wanted to take it, there was no doubt about when she thought the picture should be taken. And I think that's why her work elevates to like high art, in my opinion, because she was able to see that she was able to see the beauty in in you know i mean who you know not many not many amazing photos have ever been taken at a burger king but your sister right, got one right <laughs> like yeah but that's i think that's <laughs> it shows how much of an artist and how she thought because you know seeing beauty in the everyday life also makes you a happy person yeah, and then I think we talked on the phone, and I said that uh, you know, you know, that after 
Arlene passed, uh, sadly, the, but there was an, that interesting article in the New York Times by Clive Barnes. And that was that phrase that I thought, wow, he really hit the nail on the head when he said, making the ordinary extraordinary. That was, that was, he really got it. I, she it, took I, the ordinary and yeah. made it extraordinary. But it's funny. It's like, I mean, she, that, that makes a lot of sense, but I, I don't know if she made it extraordinary. She just pointed out that it was extraordinary. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you could, you know, phrase it uh, yeah. different ways, but I mean, to take here, you know, what I'm also thinking about, I remember in the apartment, we had a lot of packing up to do. And, you know, uh, Kevin Downs was uh, on hand for that. He, you know, but there was a picture and I, my brother stopped in, I remember, and Arlene uh, was, took a picture of a woman going to church with me, you know, she was wearing her Sunday hat and whatever. And I, and I said this, who else would have noticed that woman? You know, she goes, she took, she, certain people she just was, was drawn to. And I used to say, honestly, during the years where if I was walking down the street uh, with Arlene and then she'd take off and uh, start running after someone to take a picture and I'd just be, I'd just be standing there. I didn't know what she was doing, but I'd say, I, I remember saying, you know what? She's making movie stars out of these people. Cause here all of a sudden you have this professional photographer surrounding you, taking all these pictures, you know, and here's someone going to who knows the supermarket, you know, but, um, going up to strangers who you're like, you're fascinated by, and you go up to them and you say, you are beautiful. Let me take your photo. And that is like a gift to give other people. You're telling people that they did that are special. You're walking around the day and pointing oh, yeah. out how beautiful people are. Who and probably these people, if they're not, you know, traditionally, if they don't fit in in some way or they don't look, they don't mm -hmm. think they have beauty. But I think she showed everybody how much beauty they had, and that's such a gift to give to a person, especially, well, especially I, a stranger. I just wanted, you know. Just to be accurate, what, what I heard her say was, she'd say in a very quiet voice, she'd say, can I take your picture? That's what, that's what she said. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that was honestly, now that I'm recalling that that was part of the article in the New York Times where uh, he was pointing out that, cause this, these were bad times. These were, you know, we had, that's when you called areas, like a certain area would be a ghetto, right? Um, that she was in a sense, a social worker going into the area, dealing with these people saying it's, it, it's okay. You're okay. You know, and, uh, every, most other people were avoiding it. So in a sense, they, he, he, she, the author said she was part social worker. Cause you know, like, as you said, and I want to point out, I want to point out, we're going to finish this thing, but I want to point out that like. You know, getting to know you, you've been nothing but kind to me. Um, I've I've heard a lot of stories about your brother, although his performance, his performance characters were not always kind, but he was very kind as a person. Um, I'm just meaning that, you know, I mean, and that I mean, his humor was great, but it's it's you know, it's you wouldn't say it's kind, but he was kind. And then and you and your sister was obviously kind. And I just feel like, mm. what do you think? What do you think brought all that kindness? 
and the fact that you all spent your time like sharing that kindness with people what, what was where did that come from to hear uh, the words that Arlene spoke in the uh, three generations of mommy, three generations that uh, Paul Moakley uh, helped uh, put that together, where she talks about her family. Now, we were poor. We were poor, no question about that. But we had a very uh, solid uh, upbringing, you know, people, uh, you know, like family. My mother, my mother really wanted, I, I actually found, because I, I keep some things, I can't keep everything. There was a little booklet that belonged to my mother, and it says, creating a strong family. So she yeah. was really dedicated to that. She was like, you know, and that that went through on, on in years where, you know, we all kept in touch. And Gilbert, amazingly, would... Uh, and this was something that Neil Berkeley reminded me about that he he Gilbert would go to Arlene and then he'd come over to me like he wouldn't he would make it he would see both of us and then you know because he that's how we were raised up like um, but I wanted to say just real briefly because uh, you know I miss my brother terribly tough yeah for, it's just very very painful yeah I'm sorry but Gilbert, what people don't know, though, and I just wanted to say, take a minute to say, you know, he was such a good natured person that, you know, when, you know, if he did, you know, people sometimes took offense to what he said. His, And they honestly, it was all in good fun. He never he he was he never really he would never honestly, if he thought something irritated you he would it was gone he would never so really it's i'm it was misinterpreted it was all in good fun um it's a loss to comedy it's a loss to all his fans that were devoted and uh you know and they were they were both honestly very gifted so i just want to end with that that you know uh lies that that kind of ties in with your kind uh, theme. Sorry, there was something I just heard, and um, I wish I could do this quote right now, but it had to do with like it has to do with the idea that the um, the more you've been through, the kinder you can be. The more, and I think it seems like it's hard to be kind. The world isn't kind, and I wonder if the balance of your brother was like, well, I'm going to be really kind in my real world, but I'm going to get out all the other people's stuff in this in my performance kind of gets it I, out yeah. it's like you get if people yeah. are mean to you uh -huh. you can you can get that out in in character and you and you kind of get rid of it uh -huh. in a certain way um and, I, and it's just interesting yeah it's well balance yeah. you know i'm not honestly you know that's one thing i don't i don't go into those areas because um uh, my my brother knew that like i don't how he created uh, his talent and his world on the stage, his stage presence. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I, I don't uh, assume anything or anything like that. I just can tell you because he's, he's my brother and we grew up that he was the, he was the most caring uh, person and not, he was not looking to agitate uh, it was all done in a creative way. And, you know, once he said, if, if you don't think it's funny when think, you know, don't laugh because he was, he was doing it 
it, that was his art form and you know that's it yeah i don't i don't, I don't yeah i'm hoping i didn't i'm hoping i didn't upset you i didn't mean to imply no anything no. it was just more that i feel like a lot of the what i'm noticing on some of the people that are the kindest i feel like some of them have been through been through a lot of stuff and that's why they're they landed on kindness um but sometimes it's it, yeah, you know sometimes yeah. you have to you know if you, it's like if you get bullied your whole life you some people be bully because they've been bullied their whole life but other people choose to be kind and it's you know so i feel like there's just that's it seems like that's a choice he made of I don't know what it, you know what he's been through and been through, but we've all been through hard times. You, you said you grew up poor. It can't be easy, but it seems like you all landed on kindness and beauty, and taking care of each other. And I think even mm -hmm. with the idea of family, you know, obviously like Arlene was part, you know, took care of your family and you were all connected. But I feel like in a lot of ways, all her subjects became family to her, and she took care of these people and these communities as if they were family. Which is not, I think, I always say something about, um, it's easy to be generous to your family, your direct family, because you kind of have to in a certain way. And they're, and they're you know, they're, they're of you, but it's it's not as easy, not, not many people are that, are, are, are that giving to strangers. And I think a true, a true sign of generosity is when you give the same thing you give to a family member or treat them as a stranger, because you're not, yeah, you're, not be, you're not benefiting from it, you know? And I think that really, just speaks to her, you know, her, her kindness. Um, yeah, I mean, I would just say, you know, again, I, I think I mentioned that the three generations of motherhood. Yeah. Edited by Paul Moakley, where Arlene talks about her upbringing. Obviously, Gilbert was a part of that. And so that would be, we, it was a very stable environment, uh, but the, the surrounding area was a nightmare. So that's... You know, you could take from that what whatever you uh, yeah. uh, want to. But the thing is, um, yeah, I mean, I would say uh, happily uh, we came out of it and uh, we we uh, didn't get like you can get people. There are people that I grew up with that got sucked into that world like they got right. started using drugs. And that's what I mean. Uh, people can, you know, can take hardship and ignore it and or they could lean into being to, to fighting hardship with kindness. Yeah, I would I would say that that's, that's a good um, statement. I would agree. I'm going to wrap anyway, it up in a second. I'm, but I want yeah. you to stay on for I want to give you if you give me two minutes more done, I just wanted to talk to you about this thing. But I do want to thank you publicly here for being here. And I'm very happy. I can't wait to share this. Thank you again for allowing me to talk to you about this to trust me in, in, in this information. Um, it's really been great. It's great. Beginning. I really have to say it's very, I feel like I consider you a friend at this point. It's nice that, that I, uh, I'm, I'm happy about that. It's nice that like, well, let me just say, I'll just say, uh, Richard, you know, you came to me with this idea. Uh, Meryl, uh, Meryl knew, knew about it. And she said, you know what, maybe I think this would be a good thing to, uh, like show Arlene's work, make Arlene more known to more people yeah, and i appreciate I, I couldn't agree more I, I i i know it was a lot of hard work for you oh, and uh my pleasure honestly you know. it's it's not it's not work at all i love doing it and meryl you know meryl is is uh, meryl is a, uh, she's been so kind yeah to me. i don't i don't yeah, deserve i don't is. think i always deserve the kindness that meryl gives me um so let me stop this here and thank you and then uh i'll be right there hey dana Hi. Hey, thanks again for your time. It's really, really nice sure. to meet you. Um, just real quick, I just wanted to say that I...
did some research just to figure out, you know, who I was talking to. And I knew I, I got your number through uh, Arlene. I can tell you my connection with Arlene in a second, but I'm really impressed. Some of the, some of the, some of the books you put out are some of my favorites. Um, I have both nice. cover story books that I've loved for years and uh, fire, uh, back in, I can't ever pronounce the Baco Alitos and fireworks literally changed yes. my life in terms of photography. Um, cool. Casa Susana is a favorite. And and I and all of our and and I and I uh the, I just got the new Jamel uh, Jamel Shabazz book, but the other one was you, you, we were making really good stuff. So anyway, right. you know that, but I just wanted to thank you. Sure. Um, so real quick, my background just in terms of connecting with this, um, we have an Instagram. It's it's pretty. It's really we got about twenty thousand followers. It's been a really nice community, really active, very kind place. And for years, I was posting images of of, of Arlene's work, and there was no one that there was nobody to tag. And I reached out to Arlene a few times. I mean, we're, we're talking back eight years ago. Right. I, I spent a year or two doing that. I reached out to um, God, Gilbert, but you know, he's probably screening a lot of his, it was at the time he was screening a lot of his messages and doesn't necessarily answer them. And I got from, do you know Meryl Meisler? Are you familiar with Meryl? Mm. No, not personally. Meryl's a, have you heard of her though? Yeah. She was good friends with Arlene, and when I got connected with Meryl a little better, she connected me with um, with Karen. Karen and, and Dara, I, uh, Gilbert's wife, was also pretty active. It was pretty active in. Yeah, um, and I, I also, I mean, I, I I wanted to do like a fan page, but I didn't feel comfortable doing that without somebody's permission. So I waited for like literally. I tried to keep doing it for eight years, and I finally got permission, and I got permission from from Daniel Cooney in terms of his spot in it right. uh in, in terms of and i got karen and, and karen i've gotten friendly and um and i i did get dara's permission and i talked to uh daniel Co i talked to daniel cooney i talked um, talked to kevin downs i spoke to paul moakley but didn't interview him yet and he's gonna be a really good source for you yeah and i'm just you know i mean and i'm just kind of doing this to do it um we we just started a podcast instagram so the first piece of this was for the podcast, which I think it's gonna, it's gonna be kind of short. It won't tell the entire story, but I think it's gonna be a nice introduction to people that don't know her work. And right. then the idea is to work on a documentary, which I'm just kind of doing on my own at this point. Right. Um, the idea of doing these is to get information, figure out what I have, and then figure out a way to interview people like with a camera at some point later for like ten minutes and, and kind right. of. You should, uh, you should talk to Sarah Rosen too. Sarah Rosen. Uh, yeah, she used to be our publicist way back in the day. She's okay. now a pretty big writer for Blind, for Huck Magazine, uh, I have Photography, um, <laughs> uh, Days of Confused. Um, but she was instrumental in helping. She helped me do an interview with Arlene that we videotaped. You might be able to find it on our oh, video. Nice. Uh, we did like uh, I was working with this one of the Snorri brothers uh, who made a film for us for the uh, New York Photo Festival, and okay. I got, and uh, we knew Arlene was getting sick. She would not talk about it, but we knew that she was not. She was starting to uh, she was starting to um, not feel well or be able to do many things. So we went to her. West Beth apartment and interviewed her. Uh, she got all dressed up. Uh, 
in preparation of promoting uh, the mommy book. And I think we even did okay. some fundraising for that. Uh, did a GoFundMe page because we wanted to buy real upholstery fabric from a Lower East Side uh, oh, nice. supplier and send that to China and wrap the book in the upholstery, which is what we did. Nice. <laughs> uh, Although you, you really, I got to say, you really put stuff out there that's like pushing the boundaries in a great way. And I feel like a lot of, I don't know, you don't always see that. I feel like a lot of publishers play it safe. Oh, yeah. We did a book called The Babies. The Babies. What's that? Uh, infantilism. Okay. Um, guys, uh, this was a project by an Australian photographer on uh, men, profiles of, guys, of, you know, men in Australia, France, UK, who, uh, who get off or regress to sort of a baby status and the, their caretakers and the whole, wow. you know, the whole world. And we, I got Susan Sontag oh, holy to shit. write an essay for it because Polly, Polly Borland is a photographer. She was hired by New Yorker to shoot her Sontag for a New Yorker article. Okay. And we wanted to see what Polly's work was like because, you know, she was married to or partnered with Annie Leibovitz. So um, she looked at Polly's work and loved it. And so I had the cheek to ask her to do essay. And she wrote a fantastic essay that was nice. actually included in her posthumous collection of essays. All right. I'm going to... Uh, that I'm book gonna... was pretty out there. Yeah. yeah. It's really gritty. And it right. was, you, but it was great. You mind if I share my idea with you? Okay, go ahead. All right. So I was offering this to Meryl, but it wasn't really up her league. I, I feel like with Meryl, they, they both did a lot of photography through like a Studio 54 and there's a lot of nudes and you can tell like there's you know it's not I, I don't know I feel like it was probably tricky at that point for them to kind of show their more hardcore work and the more behind the scenes it's you know I mean both their work has a lot of new nudity and and content that is probably not like always welcome in the art world per se um you know the I mean Anyway, so I mean, it's in it, but it, you don't, you know, I don't feel like it's it's something they probably could have been put out there. So I decided, I thought it'd be a really good idea to make a book of Arlene's work, the dirtiest stuff she's ever made, and and package it in, as as a mag, as a porno magazine, and and wrap it in a white in, in a in a brown paper bag, and kind of like, you know, make it about just the art, but use that form. Plus, it's really cheap. I would imagine making a magazine is cheaper than making a book. Just an idea. It's kind of out there, but I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I like to think. Yeah, you got merchandising issues with the magazine. The, the, the more, sorry. Bookstores work on an object. You get, it has to be durable. It has to go from a warehouse to a box to a yeah. store to a consumer even. Um, and if you were doing direct to a consumer, that would be no problem. You know, then the, then the next question is how do you make an edition of 500 that's affordable i mean it can be done but it's you know right all right so let's go back to uh you so you know we're gonna keep this is my style of interviewing is a little more of a conversation right um i want to just start with how you came upon arlene it seems like you were one of the first people to really understand her her strength you know how, how amazing she was i mean mm -hmm. when i look at documentary photography i feel like you go from you, you, know, you go to Dan Arbus and then you, you know, you, um, I can't think of his name. 
the Americans book. Robin Frank. And I feel like if I look at that, I feel like if they're the parents of kind of modern, doc, you know, modern documentary photography, I feel like Arlene is the daughter. And I okay. feel like her, I've never seen anyone else be able to take a normal, take a shot of their mother in a bathroom and make it look like she spent, you know, right, $30,000. Right. And I just feel like her work is just, you can feel her work. I've, it's very rare that you can feel, I can feel her work emotionally. Okay. And right. that's really strong. And that and the book you put the um, fireworks book it it just burned a hole in my brain. So I want to know more about how you know that was the first book you put out with her, correct? No, it was Midnight. Midnight was the first book. I am I am sorry. So so tell me tell me how you met her if you don't mind. What you saw in her, just maybe about your connection, and then we can kind of go from no. there if you're okay with that. Yeah, I didn't. I. I don't recall. I don't remember the specifics of first coming across her. I think I may have known she was a photographer. She was known for, um, she did a book and I'm maybe it was double take magazine that did some books. Okay. And I think that they did her gospel book, which was, she would go. A, yeah. And I, you know, unless Norton did it or somebody, else, I don't remember. Um, I think I was aware of that book, um, and it was her photography of, uh, you know, these uh, gospel revival or black churches yeah. with heavy emotional content to it, or it's, you know, um, you know, very activist service, you know? <laughs> yeah. you know, a lot of call and response, a lot of, you know, interaction. I think she created that. Um, she found it fascinating coming from a, you know, an Orthodox background. Um, you know, she was Orthodox was, Jewish. Sorry, she was Orthodox Jewish. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Yes. Huh. Interesting. Well, yeah, at her funeral, there was a lot of um, rabbis and uh, family members, very Orthodox. Huh. They didn't live Orthodox, but they were. I mean, they were born Orthodox. That's really interesting. Yeah. Um, and um, she somehow came to me um she had a personal project on this she was it was a book about her portraits of a very close friend of hers that flowed in and out of her life for you know, decades and his his um he was a hustler male hustler for a long time at times square um drugs addict you know out of drugs back into it on his life together and it was her portraits and photographs of him over, you know, a series, maybe 15 years, 15, maybe 20 years. I don't remember. Yeah. And it was an stunning in terms, you know, uh, bearing witness to this person's life who changed so dramatically from, you know, you, you open them, you know, you can almost see his, the psychological state of this of this guy, you know, through her photographs. Where, you know what turmoil he was in, what trauma, what uh, addiction, what um, recovery. You know, it, it was. And we were doing a lot of projects with uh, Yuko Chikawa, a designer that did Jamel's first book back in the days. Okay. Like stories. And so I tapped her to do this and she did an absolutely phenomenal job. And <laughs> the book was probably about, you know, 20 years ahead of its time. 
uh, yeah. didn't do well, but it was an absolutely stunning book. It's and, one, I mean, what I, you know, I, I have all our books and what I love is just the, it was the first time I'd seen a book that just kind of puts the work in it. It has enough information of a story that puts it in a framework that really makes you understand it. Apparently they were like lovers for a certain amount of time. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, and 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 I what I love about her work, at least from finding out about her, um, is that you you know you realize that she just did this on her own for the love of it. Yeah. She didn't think she was gonna ever. And I, you know, I I don't I don't know exactly how this stuff happened, but I mean, you know, hearing your story, it's like you find it, and then you it. But it's like this is stuff she shot for herself that she just had you know in 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 boxes for you know twenty years. I mean, and and just never knowing it would ever work. And just for the sake of doing it, it's such a purity. She's such a pure artist, in my opinion, because right, of right. that. I do, I do think she did some exhibitions and like nightclubs and underground, you know, art galleries and things back in the day. I don't think they were terribly organized. She certainly didn't have anything like representation, like yeah. Cooney, um, you know, and she was part of a scene. I think she palled around with Amy Arbus, you know, who was- Amy Arbus is, is uh, Deanne's daughter? Yes. And, you know, because they're both the same age, I think, and, you know, same era, you know. They... Well, there's a little confusion on if, um, I'm forgetting her name right now. Uh, the teacher, of uh, Diane Arbus' teacher, I'm forgetting, I'm forgetting her name. Is that um, Modell? Yeah, and there's some confusion around if, if Lizette Modell, if she had known Lizette Modell or if she worked with Lizette Modell, there's some confusion if, I've heard some sources where, she had taught her briefly, or maybe they knew each other, but I, 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 don't, I don't have a lot of strong confirmation on that. Hmm. But it right. makes sense. Right. Okay. Um, so anyway, <laughs> she did do, you know, she was on the periphery of the photo world, you know, yeah. what it was back then, which was not very much. <laughs> um, but she was one of these gangs of young people and a lot of women, you know, or, you know, not just guys uh, going around shooting what was you know the scene you know on the lower east side west village times square you know um after we did midnight then we uh she had a more formal um project representing a much broader scope of work called sometimes overwhelming and yes. that book just was bonkers that was just like black white photography that was just like wow yeah you know? Um, just a quick question in terms of at least uh, working on Midnight how, and, Mom, and Mommy. How many pictures were you were you dealing with? What, what kind of what, what kind of? I've heard she's has like an archive of like an insane amount of photos. But how many sure. were you picking through for those projects? Um, for Midnight, I let Arlene and Yuko do it. Um, okay. My guess is 160 pages. Maybe it was 180. Um, I don't remember. For mommy, it was very large. We knew we were probably including more work than she wanted, but um, I let her choose and the designer chose the sequencing. I think Sarah may have had a hand in the design. I don't recall. Okay. Um, just, but I just, just I, I more or less gave her carte blanche. I knew it would be her yeah. last book. Um, and she, we were, she was after me to publish it for several years and, you know, timing wasn't right, but I, we finally made the decision to go ahead and that's when we knew that she was sick. And so we made a point of just like, you know, going all in on it. Did you work at all with, um, Daniel Cooney in terms of getting, you know, working together in some way? 
Not no. so much? No. Okay. Because I know he's done shows based on those, some of those, at least based on he, Midnight. He did a book, and he knew a book was coming out, and he'd organized something, but I was nice. the senior artist in him. I got you. Um, what, uh, I want, if you, you know, we can, we don't have to go, we can do another maybe 10, 15 minutes and then call it a day. I just want to know more about, one, one question I have is, why do you think she wasn't as well known as if, was it based on her being female? Was that tr tricky at that no, time? No, 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 she just was um, incredibly shy. Okay. She didn't, she didn't take compliments very well. I mean, she was, you can make her blush by just looking at her, you know, she was super, super, super shy. And I think she was proud of her work, but she never claimed to be like an amazing photographer. You know, she was far too humble to sort of, you know, strut herself, so to speak, you know? Okay. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of artists really go out there and push themselves and are very aggressive in a way. And she was exactly the opposite. It was people pushing her to like do more. And then she would demure. She just was like, no, that's not me or that's too fancy or, you know, it was, she just wasn't a, she was a very, very shy, very private person, you know? Yeah. I think she was, she, she was probably different in her youth, but you know, we met her when she was much older. Do you and, think the uh, cat, her, her, the use of the camera kind of brought her out of that, the, the being part of these communities? Could be. Some? Could be. I mean, by the time we had met her um, and started doing her first book, she was still taking some pictures, but at this point it was more for, you know, snapshots and memories. She wasn't really shooting like she did in her youth, you know, going okay. out, discovering people, discovering situations, documenting things. You know, I think by the time we had done Midnight, and that would have been, uh, wow, that wasn't the 90s, that was in the 2000s. Okay. Um, by then, she, early 2000s, she was, I don't think she was really taking photographs for our projects anymore. Okay. She was going to church a lot. She was going to the church services. She became a singer. She really, you know, changed her title to singing photographer because she yeah. spent more time, you know, with voice and, you know, I don't know if she ever took voice lessons, but man, was she, she was an incredible singer. And when the spirit took her, you know, in these services, she was, you know, she just killed it. Well, know? it's interesting, you know, I mean, especially being Orthodox Jewish, it's not an easy, you know, it's probably not a quick, easy transition to start being part seen, of a church and singing with a church choir. You should, you should have seen the funeral. You had Orthodox community there and then you had Black community, you know, the Black church community. <laughs> it was like, you know, it was like all worlds descended, you know, to what celebrate do you life. What do you think she offered to these communities? um whether whether you know, singing or whether photography what do you think she offered to what, what, why do you think she was able to connect with people that with, it's obvious to me how much she connects with her subjects right she was just a very authentic uh you know person you know yeah. you can tell when someone's you know <clears throat> trying to take advantage of something in order to further an agenda she never you know she was in it for the experience she was in it for the love she was in it for um you know, she had friends. She didn't have a lot of friends. She didn't have a lot of communities. And I think, you know, attaching herself to these black churches that she would go to, you know, gave her a sense of community. You know, maybe what, she had that community as a photographer way back in youth and that sort of fell away as 
as times changed, you know? Well, it, um, but it doesn't necessarily fit. I mean, I mean, I'm a documentary photographer and I'll, I'll be honest, it took me three years to even ask anybody to take their photo. And I can tell you, I'm much more comfortable socially with my camera. And I wonder, it feels like, you know, you can't really call her shy if she's going up to hundreds of strangers over years and talking to them in some way. So I, in her youth, I don't, I don't know who she was in her youth. And she was probably yeah. a lot more gregarious. And certainly, I mean, to get some of these photographs, you just had to be ballsy, you know, no question I mean, about it. Some of them I'm looking at, and I'm, I'm wondering how she survived some of these spaces that she, she took photos in. They were definitely not safe spaces yeah. to be in. Um, yeah. Also, one thing I've heard from a, a few other people, um, I think her name is Jane. I'm thinking of forgetting Jane's last name, but I interviewed one of her old friends, Jane, another photographer, and she just kind of talked about her wild side and how she was kind of like, kind of messed with people, but in, in a nice way. <laughs> I bet, I bet, and I bet she was, uh, she had a whole bag of tricks, you know? And I think Again, that's- time We were publishing her book, she was, she was, you know, I don't know. She had moved on to another phase of her life. That was yeah. sedentary, a lot more, you know, probably cloistered, you know, you, except uh, when she went to these, you know, church services and then, you know, bam, yeah. completely different person. <laughs> but I mean, you can tell the passion and love she has for the people around her for her own life. Um, all right, let me, let me think of one or two more then we can call it a day. Um, uh, if you can speak about just the strength, like maybe, maybe if you're comfortable speaking about her place in documentary photography or, you know, opinion on her work and what, 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 what strengths it had or what, what you thought of it, you know, if you just want to hear your opinion since, since, you know, I mean, you put out her work and, and, and honestly, I, I'm, it's really great talking to you because it's like you, you, you saw something amazing that she may not have seen other people might not have seen and i'm really glad it exists because again like i used to work at uh, university of penn and i went to the library and i found the fireworks book and it it, it it changed how i how i worked and even her church book made me start doing my own project in churches around philadelphia right. so i feel like she's just you know kind of a t i don't know so what, what was it this if, if, if you can think of anything what is it why do you, why did you feel like you wanted to spend time and money putting out her books what was it what was the value she, there um she was very good at sort of seeing people in unguarded moments um during you know a particular scene a particular event um you know just happenstance occurrences um where she would like Dan Arvis, you know, would sort of connect in a way with the subject that very few photographers can. Yeah. You know, uh, she didn't pose them. She didn't portrait them. She might get them to stand still and look at her. But there was, you know, there was a, a almost like a timelessness to almost all of her photographs. I mean, in certainly in Bacalitos and, um, and in Sometimes Overwhelming, and midnight um mommy was a much different thing where it was um you know her snapshot sort of a loving look visually you know an homage to grandmother mother sister bonds you know of a russian jewish family that immigrated to the united states russian jewish orthodox apparently yeah. <laughs> um 
you know, it was, um, but a lot of the photographs in there too, even though there's a lot of snapshots, there was these crystallized moments where, you know, there's something very deep in terms of a connection between the subject and the, and the photographer. And you feel that, you know, and you yeah. really, you know, it invites you in to, you know, the tableau that very few photographers can do. And some of the best of, you know, the fifties and the sixties, you know, uh, Modell, sometimes Ouija, um, Arbus, you know, um, it was, you know, gave you an emotional connection that, um, <laughs> you know, um, Freelander and um, Walker Evans and, um, oh God, who's the guy who died? MoMA exhibition. I'm not sure. Anyway, they, they're kind of cold. You know, they, they're good photographs, right? Even with Robert Frank, they're good, amazing photographs but it's very cold. There's no connection. There, yeah. And, you know, and again, like when I saw, I mean, when I, sorry. Yeah. That's what you feel with our link. You know? I mean, I, I, you know, I, I mean, this is, you know, some people have a hard time with this term, but I identify as an empath and I could sit with her photos and they just, they move me. They, I've, you know, it, it's kind of like listening to, I don't know if you're a big stones fan, like in the same way, it's so powerful. And what's to me, at least, her use of light is so fucking beautiful that having the be able to connect and the art piece is just why she to me is honestly my favorite. She to me she's the most important photographer of the last at least the last 40, 50 years, in my opinion. She's up there with other people, but she to me is the second wave of the very important documentary photographers after after Robert Frank and after Dean Arbus. I was I was really happy to meet Arlen. She was a wonderful, wonderful person that I developed a great friendship with. And she even inspired me through her Midnight series to, to man, documented for about maybe uh, 15 years now. Her Midnight series inspired me to photograph a young man at 17, you know, coming of age. I put him under the wing. You know, he went on to be a soldier in the military, served in Iraq, you know, I mean, excuse me, Afghanistan. Now he's living in Egypt. So it's a, it's a very important body of work of mine. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I'm going to keep it pretty simple right here. I'm just going to tell you to check out our website, vintagedanielsarchive.com. Uh, we have a page for Arlene's work there. Um, again, thank you to the people that I got to talk to, Daniel Cooney, Daniel Power. So check out Daniel Cooney's gallery, um, Daniel Power, Powerhouse Books, Karen Gottfried was, uh, again, um, Arlene's and... Gilbert's sister, Meryl, please check out her work. Um, she's got her own website, and so does Jamal Shabazz. Uh, all amazing people, and really, really an honor and a pleasure to have them on here. Oh,